Welcome to The Brand Collective, a podcast about our favorite brands, featuring stories from the marketers and creatives behind them. I'm your host, Nick Ross. With me, your co-host, Mackenzie Koss. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Brand Collective podcast. Today, we have Erica Strasberg, owner of The Weathered Wick. Welcome on, Erica. We're so excited to have you. Thanks, Iz. I'm super excited to be here and chat about all the things that I am obviously passionate about, and so are you guys. So I think it's going to be great. Yeah, this is a very passion-filled episode. You were in a very traditional corporate marketing role, or not traditional, but just more understood from the outside, from the LinkedIn perspective. Uh, And you decided to uh, switch gears entirely and start your own independent business, The Weathered Wick. Do you mind telling us that story and, and what the impetus was behind starting this new business? Yeah, of course. So I, like you said, sat on a marketing team for a software company here in Denver, Um, I planned corporate events. And obviously, as you can imagine, during COVID and the pandemic, I wasn't really getting to do the parts of event planning that I enjoyed doing, like being around human beings in person and planning conferences and events with people in person. Everything was just digital and Zoom. And so after a year of doing that, I was like, I don't know. You know, it was so hard to navigate, like, what's next in events? Are we ever going to really go back to in-person? And so um, I just kind of was forced to reevaluate my future career path and what was going to bring me joy and fulfill me long-term. And I've always been sort of the entrepreneurial type and wanted to be my own boss someday and all those sort of pipe dream um, type aspirations. And yeah, I saw this booming business nationwide um, that was doing really well in other major cities, individual concepts in other cities, opening second, third locations, surviving the pandemic, thriving through that. And so I thought, it's crazy that there's not one in Denver. Let's just do it. (laughs) It's so awesome. It's so inspiring. For those who don't know, what does the Weathered Wick do? What... uh, what is the concept behind this business? It's an experience-based concept. Um, you can come in and create your own candle. So I always say it's like paint and wine, except for you leave with something that you're actually going to use and not a painting that's just going to like go in a closet or, you know, maybe in your guest bathroom or even worse in the trash. But um, yeah, so we have different vessel container options, different scents you can smell. And then our staff will help you mix and match and create your own scent. So it's not like a candle you can just go buy. We can remake it once you know your scents, but it is truly unique to you and that individual person and what their sense of smell is and what they like. So I have to admit, we did this experience, uh, I think around the holidays last year, and it was extraordinary. It's, It's something that feels a lot more satisfying when you do it than maybe I could wrap my pea brain around when I was thinking about it. (laughs) Because when all the scents are so wonderful and the staff there was so cool at going, oh, you like this scent, that goes really well with this other scent and it makes a more complex candle. And I remember leaving with this, you know, a lovely three wick candle that we still burn today and my wife and I love it. And it feels, uh, it just feels like such a, a, a nurtured, cool experience. The thing that I was surprised to find out is that you weren't much of a candle person prior to starting this business. Spoiler alert. I <laughs> love I loved candles just as much as the next girl. Um, had them in my home, burned them in my home, grew up with them burning in my house. But people always ask like, oh, did you have a side hustle or did you sell at farmer's markets or have an Etsy page making candles before you started this business? And the answer is no. Um, I Once I had the idea 
put pen to paper, started a blank word doc, created a business plan from scratch and just went to work figuring out how to make candles. And believe it or not, it is a lot harder than you would expect. Um, I was like, oh, no problem. I've got Google. I've got all the things. I ordered the equipment. This will be easy. No, incorrect. Um, different types of wax, different types of wicks, different sizes of vessels. You know, I used so much more math and science than I ever thought I would use again. So it, it was a challenge, but really rewarding to finally land on that candle that burned evenly, smelled really good, looked really pretty. Um, and so that was something I was super passionate from the beginning was having a quality product because that's what you're coming for, right? Yes, it is partially the experience, but how much better would it be if you leave with something that you're like, wow, I've never had a candle that did burn evenly before, or this is a smell that I really love because I was able to create it. It's cool if you have something and you're like, yeah, I made this candle, but if it doesn't burn well or it doesn't really smell strong, you kind of lose that um, that charm. So I was really, really adamant about having a good quality product. My husband was always like, why don't you just like open and you'll just like learn along the way? And I was like, no, that's not my style. I'm going to perfect it. And it feels like a very uh, masculine energy. <laughs> just to yeah. try it out. Just go for it. <laughs> just... yeah. It'll be fine. It'll yeah. be fine. Exactly. It'll work out. And how, can you talk a little bit about the process of, uh, like, did you do this experience in another city or did, were you just aware of it through, you know, it's in the zeitgeist of a cool sort of experiential thing. I have thing. done it now um, in another city, in another location, um, post starting my business plan and starting the wheels turning about opening. Um, before that, I had just known about it and heard about it, seen it on Instagram or what have you, and just kind of started doing some research about like, where can I find these? Where are they popping up? And like I said, the more that I researched it, I was seeing, you know, they were opening second, third locations. They were surviving the pandemic, staying open while everyone else in theory was closed, especially in such an experiential, you know, type of business when you are using your nose and smelling. So I was like, clearly there's a market for it. And um, I just was absolutely shocked to see that there wasn't one in Denver. So, well, there yeah. is now. <laughs> Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I, somebody told me after I opened and I'll never forget this. They were like, if you want to bring new stuff to Denver, just go look at other major cities because we're just a little bit behind. So, you know, other cities have cool concepts like experiential things like this or restaurants or whatever it is. Um, and so bringing that to Denver is great for our city. Yeah. And I feel like when things come to Denver, uh, the community kind of rallies around them. Like they're excited to have that cool, yeah. almost coastal experience. Cause I do feel like a lot of the cultural trends yeah. go from, yeah, they move <laughs> yeah. their way in. Yeah. I've had that feedback before. They're like, Oh, we did this in another place and we moved here and we weren't sure if there was one. And then we found you. So we're so excited. Yeah, definitely. I love that. What are some of the pieces about events that really excite you as a marketer? Yeah, that's a good question. I get that question all the time in terms of my story and how do you go from events to a candle store? Um, and really, I just tell them it's planning an event on the hour for different people just in the same venue, right? You're still creating that experience. That was one of the things that I loved about events most is taking this concept and brainstorming these creative ideas of, you know, what what theme can we do or how can we create a name that ties into our, you know, messaging and 
then bringing it to life and seeing that feedback from the attendees of like, wow, this is the best conference or this is so much fun or, you know, I've never seen this before. So it's like doing the same thing. But when people come in, you know, they go, oh, my gosh, this space is so cute. I've never seen it. You know, so it's kind of the same feedback, the same general idea, just in a different construct, I guess. Right. I love that. And then going off of that, because I know you brought up experiential businessing, marketing earlier. Can you tell us about your viewpoint on experiential business and how it's played a role in your small business? Of course. Yeah. I I just firmly believe that now more than ever, people just crave those hands-on experiences. Um, we've had so many people this holiday season who've gifted the experience and said, you know, we wanted to go do something together instead of just a material item that you can get off the shelf anywhere. And, you know, you can go buy a candle from anywhere. Everybody sells them. If I feel I feel like, but maybe that's just me because I see them everywhere now that I notice them. But being able to make it together and have that experience, especially with the sense of smell that is so, you know, unique to each person and being able to compare like, oh, I circled this one? Did you circle this one? What did you go with? Or I've had people make them for each other and surprise them and try to like guess what the other person would like. So I just, like I said, I firmly believe that people are just really craving those types of experiences and that it just is so much better for that connection and that interaction. And, you know, like you said, the the team building events, just something other than just your average happy hour, or going out to a restaurant, it forces a conversation that you maybe wouldn't have had. And, and the best part is you get to learn something new about someone along the way. So I would take this over the painting and wine, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm really guilty about doing this thing where I Anytime I go into an experience or into a place where I can like leave my phone and really just check into that current moment and just be present in what I'm doing, like sounds so silly, but today I went to the dentist and I was like, oh yeah, I get an hour that I physically cannot check my phone. Like, and it's not enjoyable by any means. It's like the worst experience ever, but it's still just a moment to be like, I don't have any outside distractions. Nothing's bothering, like distracting me, bothering me. So now I can just like check in and relax. And in today's crazy chaotic world, I feel like those moments are just so few and far between. So like you said, a fun experience where you can do that as well and really just be in the moment, enjoying yourself, but not being distracted by life and the outside is something that I personally cherish these days. Can you go into how you crafted the brand and the brand story for The Weathered Wick? Yeah, for me, it was just an extension of myself and my personality and what I would want to do and and go enjoy and experience. So I just wanted something really sleek and timeless that everyone from A to Z, no matter your style, whether you're, you know, more trendy, more whatever, anything in between you know, you come in and you feel welcome. And that just speaks through our social media, our website, um, everything that resembles our brand is just authentic to me and just positive energy and inclusivity. And just, like I said, creating an experience where everybody comes in and feels excited and welcome to be a part of it. Um, Definitely wanted to bring in some of that edginess and trendiness, but some places you go, you're like, it feels too cool. Like, and it's like, am I dressed right? You know, it doesn't matter what you wear to make a candle. It doesn't matter what you bring to the table. Everybody is welcome. And we're just excited for you to be there and have this experience with us. And that's what we wanted to bring through in the brand. And so, yeah. I love that. And 
this is my question for you, I guess, is kind of going off of that when you're creating that brand, brand story, creating that experience when somebody walks in the door. How do you go about finding people that are also passionate about your business, your small business, and how that continues to create that experience every time somebody comes in? Yeah, so we've been super fortunate and blessed with our team and our staff. They are truly the best. Um, In the past year, we've just done exactly what you said. We've attracted just the right people. And all but one of our staff have actually joined the team after coming in for an appointment with us. So that alone tells you that, okay, they've sought out this experience and something that they would be interested in doing. And then they came in and had a good enough experience with us and it resonated with them enough to say, hey, are you looking to hire? Or they saw the sign and said, hey, this makes sense. It would be something I would be interested in doing. Um, The one who didn't come in is also Amber's younger sister. So friend of a friend. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, it's, we have just been truly blessed with the best team and, you know, we do create that experience. So we don't operate like a class or a workshop where you come in, you're sitting at a big table with 20 people that you don't know. And we're just like, Hey, everybody, listen up. Here's what we're going to do. It doesn't feel intimate. It doesn't feel high end. Um, And so we firmly believe that it's, needs to be tailored to that group and the individuals that are booking and coming together. So we create that experience with you. And so we're there to guide you along the way, um, show you what to do. If you have questions, we're there for just you and your group. So that is something unique to our business as well. I love that. That's That makes it so special and really stands out, I feel like, because everyone, word of mouth, as you know, is so important. Obviously, other marketing tools, but that is one thing I feel like is so unique to be able to narrow down and be like really excel at that. For your unique take for any entrepreneurs out there, can you share a bit about your process of starting your business as far as things that you found helpful tools wise or things that you took from your marketing experience and have been able to implement it into your business? Yeah, definitely what we talked about in terms of creating a brand. I personally believe it needs to resonate with you and who you are and authenticity is key. Like if I'm out there trying to be something that I'm not, it's just not going to resonate because it's not who I am. Um, And so from the beginning in everything that I did, I was just true to myself. What would I want? What do I think is right? Instead of gearing it towards what I think would appease someone else. Um, Obviously you want the customer to be engaged and it has, you know, it be something that they resonate with as well. But you really just have to be true to yourself and be authentic. And that's been my key from the beginning and everything else really just falls into place. And I think just doing your due diligence, if you don't know, look it up or ask somebody who does, don't just assume, oh, I think this would be okay. Um, Like silly things when we were building out the space, we had to do a change of use with the city. Like not easy if you've never done it before, they were like, we need the AB55C01 codes. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, so just, you know, finding the team of people who can help you along the way and the experts in that field is critical. You're not going to know everything. It's virtually impossible. So just getting those resources on your side and just having them help you along the way for me has also been critical. And just timing is everything. You can't force it when it's meant to be. It's going to be when we were finding a space, 
the right thing happened at the right time. When we're hiring staff, the right people came at the right time. And I'm just a big believer in energy and what you put out, you're going to get back. And so just having faith in what you're doing and truly believing that it's going to work out. I love what you say about it's a very, you know, catered experience. It's not just a person at the front of the lecture hall being like, all right, take out your wick. <laughs> and I remember that when I when I did the experience, it does feel very special. Uh, and you mentioned something about keeping uh, very unique logs of everyone's experience so that if you had a candle that you made with a group of friends, you could go back into that record and be like, oh, that was these three cents, uh, you made it on this date. That is one major takeaway from my corporate experience is having a CRM, having good data from the beginning. Um, I have seen data cleanup projects in the corporate world, never fun for anybody involved. So I was like, <laughs> not going to happen to me in the beginning. We're going to keep the data. We're going to keep it clean. Um, but yeah, so when you come in, you'll select the sense that you want in your candle and we'll mark it on your intake form. And then once you pick up, we will input it into our system. So just like you said, if you called or came back and said, I want to know what I did last time so I can use the same, we would be able to look it up and let you know, oh, you used white tea, laxi, and Paul is on time making something up. But yeah, we do we, we do keep it on file. It does sound and like, like you me. Said, <laughs> yeah, like something I would like. And if I didn't, let's try that next time. No, yeah, it, it, it's definitely part of our brand, like I said, to be that extension of you and your friends, right? You can call us up and say, hey, Erica, I was there last week. I forgot what I made. What can you remind me? Like, it's just very human at our core. We're just here to let you have a good time, to experience the joy of life with you, smelling good things and just genuinely good vibes all around. <laughs> yeah. And I should mention that it's not yeah. like a few cents. There's this sort of magical wall of all these yeah. tincture bottles filled with like <laughs> the world's beautiful scents all on a wall. Yes. Um, yes. I remember, yeah. I remember looking through the list being like, this is extraordinary. <laughs> this is something. Yeah. It's lots of options. We get that sort of like reaction out of people when we give them the spiel when they come in and we say there's 50 fragrances and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be here forever. How am I ever going to choose? <laughs> but that's what we're here for. Yeah, and plus know. all the combinations because all of the combinations yeah. of 50 cents is... Hundreds of thousands yeah. of options, yeah. <laughs> oh, but it yeah. really, it is fun, like with time, you start to see like I could look at a form when somebody sits down and I could say, okay, they, they really like floral and they're circling some of the more sweet things or, you know, they're picking more of the fresh, relaxing scents. You just sort of kind of get a feel for based on what they choose, what they might like. Like there's been a few times that I look at a forum and I'm like, I pretty much can tell you what they're going to do. So I won't start with those because I know they're going to like it and I want them to smell some other things. So it just comes with time and practice. But yeah, lots of options. And with an experiential business, I'm sure social media plays such a, a vital role. Can you talk about your approach to social media as a business owner? Of course. There's a theme here authenticity from the beginning <laughs> it has been like we're going to post what resonates with us and what we're what we do and who we are um and so that's been our main you know social media brand is just who we are what we do sharing other things that customers post about their experience with us um in our space we do have like a photo wall with a ring light where you know you can go and take a photo and then you can share it 
So that has helped us in terms of, you know, somebody sees, oh, they went and did this thing. Where is that? I want to see what that is. And so that's been my number one um, tactic on social media is like you said, Mackenzie, word of mouth and just people sharing their genuine experience. Um, so if you come in, you come with a friend, you guys take a photo on the couch, you post it and share it. Now your followers have all seen this experience in Denver and there's a high likelihood that someone's going to go, that's really cool. I've never done that. What is that? And then they're going to come back and then they're going to do the same thing. And then it just um, spider webs from there. But yeah, it's obviously a, a critical part as a small business that's in their first um, now, I guess two years we're well, still first year. Technically we're, we're just shy of the one year mark. Um, but getting the word out there, it's just such a great way to, to spread that message and to get our name out there and to have people engage and, and see that we exist and come in for an experience themselves. Do you have any reflections, uh, gearing up to your one year anniversary? The first year is crazy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Someone also said that to me, like the first few months of being open, they came in and they, they were um, a couple wedding photographer. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're like year four going on year five. And year one is crazy. Like, we're just going to tell you, but like, you'll settle in. And it's just been a year of change and learning. And it's just like when you're doing something new and you're having to learn and pivot and adjust along the way, it just is an added challenge. Once you've got a little bit under your belt and you're like, oh, we've done this before. We know what to expect. There will always be things that come up, but you're able to adjust a little bit easier when it's not new every time. And I think that's my biggest reflection is, it's just been a whirlwind in the best way possible. Um, we could never have imagined it taking off and being as amazing as it has been. And I feel super blessed and fortunate for that. But there have been days that I've been like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna figure this out? How am I gonna make it to tomorrow? Like just keeping the wheels on the bus. And thankfully I have an amazing support system with my husband and my, my family. My mom works in the store sometimes. My dad 3D printed our Wick centering tools. Like it's been a whole family affair. Um, and I am super grateful for them. And like I said, my team, I, I could not have done it alone. It's just not possible. Um, and so that is a major reflection too, of just the hours that everyone that I love and care about have spent on me to help and just lean in when I couldn't do it alone. That's special. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. When you look forward, are there places that you look specifically into where this business can go or how this business can evolve? Or are you right now just concentrating on nurturing and developing and enhancing the business on a more small scale? Yeah, I think the first year was more the latter. Um, let's just perfect what we're doing, really get a rhythm down, iron out all the things that we need to figure out. And now we can sort of pick our head up in this year and say, here's some things we want to do. How can we grow into that? Um, like the first one being retail orders. So having an online portal where, you know, you guys know your scent, you could go, okay, I want a black two wick. Here's the three cents order for pickup, or I want it shipped, pay the shipping. That's something that we haven't ventured into. It's a lot of logistics work, as you guys can imagine. How are we going to track addresses? Where are we going to pack them? All of the things, we're in a pretty small space, so we're limited. Um, but that's one avenue that we're like, we would love to tap into that. And mostly just for our 
loyal repeat customers, right? They call and we can pour their candle, but just having an easier way streamlined for them to repeat those orders. Or like I have friends and family in Florida who are like, we'd love to order candle and support you. And I'm like, we don't really do that. So just (laughs) it's something easy that we can tap into. We just haven't really had the time. And again, for the best reason, right? We've been so busy just doing what we do. Um, But there are definitely a few levers that are on the horizon that we're like, we know we can venture into those things and just growing what we currently do, right? Private events, wholesale candles. We do custom branded candles for brands or for boutiques. So um, we haven't spent much time nurturing that. So enhancing that, growing that once we have the time to do it. But I'm thankful that we haven't had the time because it means that we're busy and doing well. But um, like I said, I think now we can pick our heads up a little bit and look forward to some of those projects. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. I just thought about um, early in the conversation, you mentioned that, you know, everywhere you look, someone's selling a candle, Uh, but you're offering an experience and, you know, like a memory and a feeling that goes with it. And I, I assume that comes with some candle brand loyalty of, of, of all the candles out there. I'm sure people that say came on vacation and did the experience with their family or something, had a great time. I'm sure they can be like, this candle gave me this awesome story. Um, which I think is such a cool thing for a product that maybe doesn't usually come with a big story or doesn't come with like a, a memory. Right. Yeah. Before I started this, I was, you know, the girl in the candle aisle smelling, does it smell good? Yes or no? Do I like this one? Yes or no? But you're right. You like the smell, you burn it. And then you're like, oh, well, there, there's that. But there is a memory attached to making it because you put the work into it and you were with someone that you enjoy spending time with. And um, so it, it does make it more special. And I've, I've had a few of our regular customers say, I'll never buy a candle again because they can tailor exactly what they like and then they know that they're going to like it every time. So stand with the brand. This is about Lush Cosmetics. So they have had their fill of their social media platforms, which includes Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, They quit it actually last November. They were seeing a decline on post engagement and the real final straw to the whole debacle of them shifting off of that was the Facebook whistleblower, Francis Haugen, who exposed the extent to which Meta knew was Facebook, now Meta, knew its products were damaging teenagers' mental health. So they decided to build a presence on Pinterest and YouTube, which they knew that no platform is perfect, but they felt that having those processes in place was a key piece to continuing to market their brand in our current digital age. And according to Annabelle Baker, who's their brand and marketing director of Lush, too many chief marketers in brands will temporarily pause advertising in order to avoid negative associations when those platforms are exposed for failing to protect their users, but fundamentally have no concern over how harmful the content is for their customers. She said, if more brands put the pressure on like we did, we would see a faster change overall across platforms. So my question to you is, do you stand with the brand or do you take a seat? I am definitely standing with the brand on this one. I am very, very aware of the negative effects of social media and all the platforms. And, you know, 
like you said, you're rattling off Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, like the sheer quantity of them is part of the problem, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you have to check this platform and then you have notifications on this one. And then, oh, but my aunt Judy, she's on Facebook. So I better not delete. Like, it's just so overwhelming. And like, I personally feel the effects of like running a business who has a social media and personally being on it and just the pressures that come with those platforms. And I've seen the social dilemma. I've seen the statistics. I, you know, it's apparent and I agree hundred percent. What I will say is I think there's a difference in a brand who has almost three decades of exposure and brand name in the market who can remove themselves from those platforms versus a business who's a year in who's making a name for themselves. Um, and I just don't see a world in which an experiential small business would be able to grow and get the word out about themselves without utilizing those platforms, um, which is a shame because like I said, I'm, I'm standing with the brand. I agree hundred percent wholeheartedly and support their decision, but it's just the world that we've created, right? Like you said, it, it is a digital world and Everyone is so bought into them personally and professionally, right? Like I get ads on Instagram for this workout set. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I should buy that. Like <laughs> it's just ingrained in our everyday. So it's so hard to remove yourself from that and to take a step back and to acknowledge like there are negative impacts of this. And it just reminds me like I personally chose to stop drinking a year and a half, a year and a half ago and the, the quote from that article that said it was a hard sell internally because it forced the employees to take a look at their own use of social media really resonated because that choice for me to stop drinking has forced those around me to also slow down and say, well, how much am I consuming or should I be drinking? Like, so it's just when you do these things and you make these choices, people in your life are always going to make it about them and think mm-hmm. about their use or what would I fill in the blank with whatever we're, we're talking about? So I definitely feel for them and it's going to be a challenge when you make a decision like that, you're going to face backlash. And, you know, especially when people are so, you know, they have their heels so dug in on a trend or on a social media or drinking, whatever it is. Um, it's hard to to get people to, to look at the bigger picture and say, I'm going to take it responsibility and acknowledge that, like I said, there are negative impacts and be a part of the change, right? Like you said, if more people would stand up and say, hey, maybe we shouldn't drink, then the people who don't drink would feel less like they're going against the grain. Same with social media. More brands would say, hey, we we don't condone what this is doing to the youth of our nation and suicide rates rising and, you know, comparison and all these things that we know there are factual data behind that is happening. It would definitely speed up the change. But unfortunately, just like the article says, people rely on it and it, they're hesitant to change and to, to make that choice. But I will say, like I said, as a small brand, it is a lot harder than a company who does have market share and th- their brand is known in that industry. It's a little easier to make that change when you have that on your side. Yeah, absolutely. I love all the points that you touched on. And I also feel like even these social media platforms, and this is, you know, obviously a huge wish, but for them to continue to make it a safe space, and obviously they can only monitor so many things, but brands who are on these social platforms, making it a space where it's even encouraging people like, take breaks, get off social media. This is not going to be the answer to all your problems. This is not going to like make you happy because a lot of us are addicted to that instant dopamine hit. 
Like that is one thing that they have been able to do with social media that I think is a problem in a lot of ways where you're getting that instant gratification. And I like that they lush lush has shifted to Pinterest and YouTube where it's something a little more, you sit down, you're going to kind of take it in and you're going to take a break from it. You're going to go do something else with your life instead of that it is like, even if you have LinkedIn on your phone, you're, yeah. you're scrolling. <laughs> Crushing LinkedIn. Literally, you're like, okay, and then I'll go to this yes. other app. And then I checked in everything <laughs> on that. So I better go scroll on this one. Yeah. Yes. It, it's yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And I just think as humans, we all have a responsibility to just show up as good people, like brands being authentic and these platforms, encouraging, taking breaks. Like I just think it comes back to just like, being a good person, you yeah. know, yeah. and, and families 100%. and parental figures and friends, like checking in on your friends and saying, Hey, that's not cool. Like holding each other accountable. I think yeah. we've sort of lost sight on, of that. I have a couple things. First off, congratulations, Erica, making the choice to stop drinking is a wonderfully productive yeah. choice in life. So, and it deserves kudos. Uh, Thank you. I love that this is a company that is a beauty company. And so this is maybe the industry that faces the most uh, backlash as a result of unrealistic standards that it puts specifically on developing women um, and young people uh, more broadly. Uh, But I I agree with what you said, Mackenzie, about choosing to get off the more passive social platforms like Facebook and Instagram, where you're constantly just letting it serve you whatever it serves you uh, and moving to more intentional platforms like Pinterest and YouTube, where usually when you go to YouTube, you're like, I want to watch something about this. You're searching for a very specific thing. And even on Pinterest, like I get a lot of my home decor inspiration or even a lot of the inspiration for the decorations and the design in the store came from Pinterest, but I'm searching, you know, neutral palette, living room. It's like very specific and tailored. It's not just like a popular page that's like, here's a little of this and a little of this and somebody traveling to this exotic island and somebody who looks unrealistically good in a bathing suit. Like it's just too, yeah, I, yeah. it's definitely more specific to what you're looking yeah. for. So they're not problems. getting off, but also uh, I wanted to sort of make the connection because I think what you were saying, uh, Mackenzie, about being more responsible on social media is knowing what the platform does. And I think an experiential business like yours, Erica, uh, is really served by that, by like people happening across people that are like, we had a great experience in person with our friends and family. (laughs) Right. Uh, And it, and it sort of ambiently motivates you to, to get out and do something that's unique and cool and will create a memory and maybe will inspire you to like, you know, start doing that more often or doing more cool, innovative things. I think one of my favorite things about, uh, kind of local tourism, influencers is that they often make me go like, whoa, look at that cool restaurant. I think I want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> You know, cause they just do a little quick 15 second, like look at this new taco place that opened in this neighborhood. Isn't it cool? Um, and I assume that you probably get sort of local influencers like that, Erica, in the weathered wick. They're like, I just did yeah. this cool experience and they know all the yeah, cool little edits exactly. and angles to get it, you know, <laughs> yeah. to make that people. That has been a huge, um, 
target for a lot of businesses like mine or restaurants, like finding those people who do have an audience who are just like you said, looking for things for them to go out to do and saying, oh, this person posted it, I'll go try it. Um, And so that is, yes, an extension of our social media strategy and something that we've been very fortunate about working in our favor of just spreading the word. And I agree 100%, like those interactions are positive and they bring joy and good memories and shared knowledge to the broader audience on social media. And I think focusing on more of that type of content um, is what we all need to be doing. (laughs) We have one more segment and this is to sort of just learn a little bit more about you. We ask these three questions to everyone that does the podcast. Uh, And the first question is, Uh, What is something that you've done recently for the very first time? I, before, right before I started the Weathered Wick, so I guess technically it's not really recently, but it's recently in my book because I haven't really had a life. I haven't really had a life in the last year. So the last time I had a life, um, I started taking horseback riding lessons. Whoa. And that's awesome. I've always loved horses and thought, oh, that'd be cool, something new. You know, during the pandemic, everyone was like trying new things, but that was not something that you really could try. So I was like, I've always wanted to do it, so I'm going to go out and do it. So I found this teacher. He's amazing. He is very experienced, number one. He wrangles wild horses and then tames them and trains them to be able to be ridden. So kudos to him because he's got it down. (laughs) But he taught me a lot, and this kind of comes back to like putting your phone away, taking that time to check in, like, during our lessons, I would have to like walk the horse around, you know, the, the area and he would be like, okay, now raise your energy and think trot. And sure enough, that horse would just start trotting along. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like they can literally pick up on your energy and your vibe. And I'm like, this is just quintessential. Like it all ties back together. I'm going to put, put a bow on everything we talked about. Like everyone can read the energy and the vibe and including horses, apparently. I didn't know, who knew? And it's just so important to show up as your authentic self. The the teacher would be like, I can tell you're a little bit stressed today. I'm like, yeah, really? This is every day, what do you mean? (laughs) And he'd be like, we're gonna need to like, just take a breath, relax. And it was just like, so good to have a reminder of like, this is something so foreign and new to me that I'm learning, but it still all ties back to everything that I've ever been taught and believed in my life of, if you show up and try, and you have someone who knows what they're doing to help you along the way and you and you learn and you grow and you breathe into it, you know, good good things will come. And so it's been it was really fun to just like have that experience of learning so many things about horses that I never knew. I thought I wanted to own one. Turns out I don't. Um, so, yeah, it was a good experience. <laughs> yeah, you can that. be friends with them, though. You don't have to own them. Exactly. Yeah, we can come visit enjoy each other's company and then that's that's also how I feel about children I won't take yours I'll babysit them and then when they poop their diaper you can have it back yeah (laughs) Um, I'm inching closer to my first child my wife is nine months pregnant right now so we're we're very much about to happen um well that is so exciting congrats to you oh thanks yeah yeah uh The next question is, uh, if you were invited to a show and tell right now, what item do you think you would bring and why? A candle, obviously. No, (laughs) the lamest answer ever. Um, Guys, it's so lame, but I'd have to say my dog. I'm obsessed with her. She's so cute. And like, she's an English bulldog. Everybody goes crazy for bulldogs. 
She's oh. just the cutest thing. She has the best personality. She's just so full of sass and life. And she's just always the star of the show. So I would definitely have to bring her. I love that. What's her name? Her name is Peyton. Oh. I always wanted to name my first daughter Peyton because I love like gender neutral names, like guy names for girls. I'm really into that. Yeah. And my husband is a very big Denver Broncos fan. And so Peyton Manning, I always wanted to name my daughter Peyton. So that's how we landed on that. That's yes. great. I just saw I love it. Speaking of uh, doom scrolling, I just saw some uh, Instagram trend where people are like, show us your dog and then show us what what it's named after in like a five second mm. reel. And I just pictured that yes. in, in my head when you yeah. said that. I was like, <laughs> English bulldog, big man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and our final question is, if you were to meet a younger version of yourself, uh, what piece of advice do you think you would give Yeah. I mean, I've said it once here. I'll say it again. Just be yourself. Like in a world where people are constantly just trying to like find their identity and feel like they have a place to belong, like just be who you are. And if that means that you're the loud, talkative, sassy, bossy little girl, then you know what? So be it. Like you're going to do great things and that makes you who you are and that makes you special and just stay true to that and everything will fall into place. Awesome. I love it. This has been such a joy. For those who might want to check you out, do you want to plug any sites or socials or anything? Yeah, theweatheredwick.com. There's an FAQs page that may answer some questions if you have any about, you know, things we didn't talk about on here of how it works, how much time it takes. Um, And then you can book an appointment directly from there as well. Um, We technically take walk-ins, but it's based on availability. So those prime times, nights, weekends fill up pretty quick. So it'll take you to our real time. You can see dates, times that work for you and just book directly from there. And then as we've talked a lot about where we are on social media, handle is at the weathered with. Um, so if you want to see more about what we do, what our candles look like, what our space looks like, we've got some features of some of our staff on there. So take a look at that. And then hopefully that will give you a better idea of who we are. That's the point. So fingers crossed. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. It. It's been such a joy to talk to you. Yes. Thank you. You're listening to a brand folder podcast where we like to say strong brands live here. Join us as we build The Brand Collective, a podcast for anyone curious about the people behind the brands that we all love. We're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. And if you feel inspired, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Until next time, this has been The Brand Collective.